This episode of Guys Talking Sports is being brought to you by mybookie.ag, the safest place to play, the only place I take my action, the only place I trust. Visit mybookie.ag today. Guys Talking Sports, we talk highlights of week one of the NFL. We also talk about Sloane Stevens and her winning the PGA Championship. We also talk about Wessel Westbrook and his extension signing with Nike on a 10-year extension. Wow. My co-host, Adrian Catwell and Earl Walsh, join me right now. That's on Guys Talking Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Um, thank everybody for subscribing. Those that have been reaching out to us, appreciate it. Um, without further ado, we're going to get started. I got my co-host with me, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross here. So what's going on, fellas, man? How's, how's everything going with you? Everything's going good with me. have my uh, Venetian red wine. I've been discussing the uh, what does pink cookies in a plastic bag getting crushed by buildings actually mean? We don't know yet. And and I don't I don't think we'll ever know unless we uh, tweet at LL and ask. But uh, I don't think LL even knows. No, nah, he has to know something. Guess <laughs> those kids come out with something like that and then not have a meaning behind it. I mean, but I guess then again, it's been this long since he explained it. So how long that song been out? I mean, gosh, and I, like you're right, people really don't know that. But we, we're already jumping off topic. Let's just be right into it. Let's talk about oh, hey, hey. But hey, hi, hi, hey, everybody. Oh, yeah, How man. I said, I said, <laughs> show some love. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's going on? Well, man, look, man. It's third. Oh, oh, it's Wednesday. God, it's hump day. It's the best time of the year when you got WNBA. You got college football. You got NFL football. You got MLB. You got golf. It's a sportsman's haven. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it indeed. So we're going to start off with what happened actually on Thursday um, with the football game of the – the first football game of the season um, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. Uh, so as you are already aware of, Kansas City kind of blew them out 42-20 to 20 and – I think it was 42 to 20. I have double checked. Yeah. But Sounds about right. Okay. So I just want to get your guys' take on exactly what your thoughts were of the game. Um, did you find that really being a shocker out of everything that just happened? Your takes. Well, I kind of, I kind of, I was a little surprised. I mean, I was watching the game the first half. You know, no one was really edging away for the most part, but it definitely looked like you can sense that eventually. New England Patriots are going to be New England Patriots, and they were going to start chopping at, you know, chopping at a lead, and it was going to start to kind of get that separation like they normally do. And then the second half, they just went cold, and Kansas City just lit up, and that and um, that rookie, that rookie running back, lit him up. I mean, you know, his first carry was a fumble, and I mean, he got a good old strip fumble for your first carry in the NFL, so that was a welcome to the league. But he settled down, and uh. You know, Kansas City didn't get rattled in that second half. It was just like, 
I don't know. It was like they just they just jumped on and just blew the doors off of the Patriots. I mean, but they scored 28 in the second half, just literally just just rolled right over them. And I mean, Tom Brady, they, they couldn't do anything. I mean, I know they had, you know, some injuries. Gronk didn't look like himself. Edelman, you know, got injured. It was I think it was in concussion protocol, and Amendola's still out. But, I mean, it was like Pages dropping like flies out there. I'm, I, they just got – they just got ran out the building that second half in Kansas City. I don't know if they're that good or was that was just a poor half from the Patriots. They want to bounce back, but they got their behinds whooped in the second half cleanly. I think uh, is it Amendola. Which one is like actually out? Is it uh, Edelman? Edelman. Okay, Amendola, I believe, I think I saw some of the ESPN today where he's going to be out for eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not, it's, a, not <laughs> it's not a simple injury that that one thing. Yeah, he, uh, it's going to be interesting to see now how New England, and, and Al, do me a favor, check that just to make sure if he's out for that long. I, I swore I saw that on the ticker, but please correct me if I'm incorrect. Um but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how New England can bounce back with uh, uh, the wide receiving core because now you got Brandon Cooks who was supposed to, to blow the top off the secondary. You had Gronk, and then, of course, you had Edelman and uh, Amendola that was supposed to be the underneath guys, and now if you have two underneath guys, who are they – who is supposed to be the underneath guys now that's supposed to put fear into defense's uh, hearts? So – I mean, New England, I always thought it was a system offense. I always knew that with New England, it was a system quarterback because Castle never was the quarterback he was once he left New England and he thought he could parlay his his money and he went to Kansas City and bounced around and now he's not even in the league anymore, I don't think. Um, So it's obviously the type of uh, offense that Villachek has that makes Tom Brady so effective. But um, the defense didn't look all that great either. You know, um, they look slow. Um, but then again, Kansas City has youth and they have a lot of speed. So I can't say that their uh, New England's next 15 opponents uh, are as young and as fast as, say, Kansas City. So it will be interesting to see if New England can bounce back against New Orleans, and we all know the Saints doesn't have a defense. And New England's defense didn't look all that great either, so it just might be a shootout between the Patriots and the Saints this weekend. Now, flipping it over to Kansas City, offensively, Kansas City is going to be nice. I think uh, I think Alex Smith got, got is, is really hungry out there right now because Supposedly, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the heir apparent to take over for Alex Smith. Uh, and I don't think Alex Smith wants to come over in that same situation where he thought Colin Kaepernick can just, you know, just have one bad game and then automatically you're, you're yanked out. So I think Alex Smith is going to go out there and ball out this year. And um, defensively, with Eric Berry falling down with the Achilles injury, I don't know how that's going to uh, affect the, the whole chemistry for the defensive side for Kansas City, but I still think they're going to definitely win their division and, and be a, a major force in the AFC. Now, um, 
real quick, just to answer your question, um, Edelman has a, a ACL tear, so he's down for the rest of the season. Um, so just – Julian Edelman. So Amadola – no, what about Amadola? Uh, now, Amadola, I have to check. Um, let me see. Now, Amadola just had a concussion in that game, but it, there's a question whether he's going to be back the next game. Yeah. Amendola's the one that blew out his knee and was done for the season and preseason. Yep. Yep. And I'm sorry, Dick. Yeah. Yep, you're absolutely right. So the, the question is who's going to replace Edelman? That's going to be – that's who Tom Brady needs to find out, who's going to be his next favorite receiver. Because everybody knows – I mean, I think this was a, pre, a, first, a week one shot, if anything for the New England Patriots. Um, I don't – Kansas City had a chip on their shoulder. Whether they keep that chip on their shoulder is going to be very interesting to see. But it just seems as though that New England wasn't prepared, which is kind of weird seeing them not being prepared based off of their history because they are New England Patriots. But I think that that was one thing I, I was shocked. I thought – I believed that they was going to come back in the second half and just, you know, show who the Patriots are. But unfortunately, they didn't do that. And – you know, now everybody's saying, you know, are are a little worried the fact that New England doesn't have that that moxie. But, again, they're the New England Patriots. So I'm pretty sure they'll turn things around in week two and probably blow out the next team that they play to show that they're back in full force. So um, I was a little bit shocked the fact that KC did what they did. Um, I would have thought, if anything, it would have been a closer game than that. But, you know. Was week one, and you know, I, you know, take they, New England has to take that L and just handle it. So we'll see what happens with week two with both KC and New England playing different teams, respectively. If New England loses this game against the Saints, is New England in panic mode at this point, or or what? I would. I, I don't. Ooh. No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it depends on the manner of the loss, but I don't think. 0 and 2 isn't a death sentence. Now, if you go 0 and 3, you know, then I think you start to, to worry. But I think if they go 0 and 2, I don't think it's time to push the panic button. I mean, they're still, they're, unfortunately, still the Patriots, still Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I assume they'll get the ship right. And so, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic at 0 and 2. I, to be honest, I wouldn't even panic until there's a team that was rival to them in their division. And <laughs> to be honest with you, they can lose four or five games, then they still would be in a hunt for, you know, for tops in the AFC division in the East. So, But, but what, we, what we don't know is the unknown in Miami mm -hmm. because they didn't play due to the hurricane. Of course. And shout out to all those that were affected by Hurricane Irma. You know, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. Hopefully, it wasn't. Yeah, I know the west side of Florida really got hit really rough, but hopefully, everybody is recovering and uh, taking care of business. I know there was a lot of crews that went down to, to assist in the recovery of electricity and such. So, prayers are out there. Um, we don't know what Jay Cutler is going to do. Miami has a ton of offensive weapons. Mm -hmm. And their defense is not bad. You know, Dominican Sue and, and companies out there, 
the defense was never his issue. It was always their offense was just very inconsistent. So I'm curious to see how Miami might play this out. Uh, you know, the Jets is nothing. And, uh, Buffalo, hmm, I don't know. Buffalo with a healthy Tyrod Taylor, you just don't know what you're going to get. So it's going to be interesting. If, if, if New England falls 0-3, but if they haven't taken any losses in division, it might be something. But, you know, you can't fall down because the regular, the regular uh, wins and losses matter. But of course, it's just the end division with the tiebreakers. That's where that falls into place. The Wingley, the Wingley can't fall down 0-3, 0-4 and think that they're going to turn around and possibly win the division. I, I, I say this. This is like I say this as the the the, the caveat. They they like San Antonio. I I'm never going to not doubt them for who they what they do. Um, that's just how it is. Um, and like you said, I, I agree with you about the Miami situation. Don't know how that is going to play out. But that's, you know, Jay Cutler. Uh, uh, he's not going to be the one and all be all to bring, <laughs> to get him out of that hump. So you, it will be curious to see how they play um, going down for it. But I, I'm not going to doubt what New England can do, going, you know, period. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, you're right. They are playing in the AFC East and right now. No team, whether it be, you know, Jets, Bills, Miami, as constructed, doesn't look like they're going to, you know, topple over the Patriots. Now, we're not now moving after this year and going forward. I mean, you got a 40-year-old quarterback. Who knows? Right now, if I'm them, I don't worry. You get to 3 then, yeah, you start, you know, looking around and be like, what's going on? But even if they fall to the Saints, panic mode, no, not yet. But if, if they fall to the Saints, it's, it's because defense. The defense isn't where they want it to be. But again, Kansas City had a ton of speed, played a pretty much a flawless game. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Uh, you know, our eyes will definitely be on that New Orleans uh, New England game. And just to see how both the Saints and New England bounce back. If, because I think whoever falls 0-2 isn't going to be in an uphill battle moving forward. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we've always seen this before in the NFL. You see teams that start off hot, maybe 5-0, and and everybody's, like, talking about Super Bowl, and then by the end of the season, it's like they peter out. Mm-hmm. And then teams that kind of, like, you know, 500 by, like, week four, you know, go on that, that nice stretch run and whatever and make the playoffs some. So, I mean, after week one, you can't put a whole bunch of stock in a lot of the games that – not all the games, but I think after week one, you're still kind of trying to see the pecking order. But I think if you get to week four and the Patriots are somehow one and three, then, yeah, I think it's seriously time to, you know, panic. But as of right now, first game, no, nah, I wouldn't. I, w- I wouldn't stress it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, first game, would it would be a lot more simple to do. Eh, I agree with that. First game is not really something to be stressed over right now. It's just more so now the fact that, you know, how the consistency, what happens now, next, is they try to improve or work on the things and fix the issues that they have going forward. So we'll see. Definitely. So. <laughs> so um, what about any other football games that you found um, interesting um, through week one? Uh, 
any other games that caught your eye, thought that was surprising enough? Um, interesting to see the developments of uh, Zeke. Um, the judge finding that, you know, he had an unfair trial, I guess you could say, and that they need to revisit it. And he went from possibly not playing six games to now going for eligible for the entire season, a la Tom Brady. And uh, more than likely, he'll probably get suspended sometime next season because they're just not going to let him go not suspended. But um, the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas uh, – Dallas-New York game was interesting just because, uh, you know, it was just that whole hype and that whole thing going on with Zeke. Um, it was just your typical NFL. I think Cleveland showed up and, and said that, you know, we may not win too many games, but we're not going to be an easy blowout for teams. They, they played Pittsburgh pretty tough. Um, Oakland looked good. Uh Believe it or not, the Denver uh, the Denver San Diego game was 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 really 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 good. I thought San Diego had a chance to really come back in the end and, and steal that game away, but they fell a little short. Denver I would think that game. Yeah, that was my that was my game of the week right there. I thought Denver really should have lost that game. The momentum swamped completely in San Diego, and this came up a little short there at the end. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. That that Denver San Diego game, I really thought that um that Denver should have lost that game, all all jokes aside. Like, <laughs> there should be no reason why they escaped. They should be happy that they escaped the way that they did. Because by all accounts, they should have lost that game. Like that was I mean, it was just <laughs> it was it was it was very interesting. Um, but I agree with you about that game. That was probably one of the one of the games of the week that should have been highlighted more so than any other any other games. Yeah, I think there was a couple of games. I think or some, you know, with with um, rookies kind of getting in. I think, I mean, looking at the um, Jacksonville and Houston Texans game. I mean, Leonard Fournette ran for 100 yards in the TD and had a very good, you know, outing. Um, Deshaun Watson got in there, you know, after the after the first QB was just a complete disaster. He didn't. He did pretty okay. In Cleveland, like you said, he's Kaiser. You know, he really, you know, you know, he, he stood tall in the pocket, you know, and, and didn't have a bad game, you know, a bad game per se. I mean, they didn't win, but they didn't lose badly. So it looks like there's some upside going in Cleveland with right. with, with Kaiser. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's tapped on the head with, with um, Elliott. He's going to serve them six games. It's just a matter of whether he's going to do it this year, which is probably not going to happen. He's going to do it next year. I mean, they're just squabbling about the process, but he's going to get them six games. So, um, yeah, that Giants game, it's it stunk from a Giants fan perspective, but the offense stunk in the preseason, so they got a lot of problems. And, you know, even with Odell not being there, it's, it's – I, I don't know. I, it's just a lot. They got, they got some issues on offense big time. But um, – Week one was actually, you know, it was pretty good. I mean, it was a lot of coming up parties for some of the um, the, rook the rookies. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the season progresses, you know, what happens with Cleveland, what happens out in Houston. You know, do they stick with Deshaun Watson and going forward? Or do they, you know, you know, go back to the, um, you know, the starting QB? And it's going to be interesting to see how things, you know, unfold. I have a question. 
Over under, how many games does Adrian Peterson remain a saint? Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, no more than eight games, he gets released. I say he stays the season. I, oof. I, I would say. If he doesn't, if nobody gets injured, I would say six games. Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lower than that. I'm gonna say six games um, because I just don't think his ego will be able to take where he stands for the remaining games where he is right now. I'm and the, the the people talking, you know, saying right off the bat that he should be at least play had more touches than what he did, especially in his in his coming back with the, against the Vikings. So. You know, seeing that, I could see the ego being—I could see the ego being tested in this, and I could see him wanting to be released within the six games. Oh, I want to make a correction. Okay, you are—you are correct. The Saints play the Vikings next game. I don't know where I came up with New Orleans and New England playing one another, but you are correct. That's because they—that's because they play week two. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's why I said it'll be interesting to see how that they, you know, what they do with that. Because if they don't give him the touches that, you know, he's okay with, I, I could, I don't see it lasting long, to be honest. But I, I mean, you know, that's what you wanted to sign. I, I mean, you have options on the table. I mean, Saints has been always been a pass oriented offense. And if you're a running back, you have to be more um, like a Reggie Bush type guy that excelled well in there that can run in between the tackles sometimes but basically catch the ball on the run and get out, out in the flat and hit the ends in the corners. And, he, and Adrian Peterson has always been an in-between-the-tackles kind of guy. So he's going to have to adjust to a running back by committee or he may go somewhere, but I don't think he's going anywhere this season. Definitely be uh, to see how that plays out. How, how would you feel about AP being in the Giants uniform? I would love it. Unfortunately, all offensive line can open those holes for him. So. <laughs> I was about to say, that's, that's, a, that's a suicide because until the offensive line protect him well enough, I, I just don't see that happening where him being productive at this point. No, but, I mean, I would love it to see him. At least by name alone, he would. He, he will garner the defense to put up, you know, another man in a box until they stop the run. But, yeah, the offensive line don't give you no, no burn. <laughs> you won't do anything. He should have went to – he should have went to Green Bay. That's where I thought he was going to go. I just can't see him going to the enemy like that. <laughs> that would have been a huge slap to Minnesota fans in the face. <laughs> He would have fit better there. Oh yeah, than I he does. But I mean, but how is it any different between going from one gunslinger to the next? Because that offense is not really built around you know pass, pass, pass. I mean, they do run. They do mix it up a lot more than the Saints. The Saints is all you know running gun. Damn, they're running shoot. Yeah, they're the Golden State of the NFL. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Definitely. Agreed. But we're going to continue this. 
um, we'll continue more talk about this a little bit in, in a minute. Um, but right now, we want to take a time to thank our sponsors for supporting us at this time. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually, it's what's team to bet on this week. You got the Patriots or the Steelers, Chicago or Detroit. But let me tell you this, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. My bookie has been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They, they do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And I mean absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, seriously. Just two business days. You know who's gonna win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. I and we, Guys Talking Sports, would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me and to all of us in the podcast. That's why we are urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go greens. Join now. My bookie will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. Use promo code Guys Talk to activate the offer. That's G U Y S T L T A L K. G U Y S T A L K to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. <laughs> so. Um, I know that we have a lot of stuff going on in regards to the NFL, but um, and we could talk about that for days, of course, because we'll have plenty of time to talk about the NFL and what's going on there. But um, if we want to, if we could just move away from that real quick, we do have to pay a homage and you know say a hearty congratulations to, of course, Sloane Stevens for winning the um, the PGA Women's Championship. Um, I, you know, out of Venus and Serena to see Stone Stevens win, you know, coming from, you know, where she was to where she is now. So, you know, I just want to get your guys take on the PGA. Uh, well, I think it was nice to see Rwanda being all a U.S., you know, women's semifinal finals. So I think that was good. I mean, um, it's nice to see some new blood in there. I mean, you know, Sloane Stevens, you know, had been on the tour for, you know, a couple of years now, and it's just been overshadowed by, you know, both Venus sisters. So, I mean, she finally got, you know, the U.S. Open win and got some rightly deserved praise. So, um, I didn't see it all, but I caught some of it. But, you know, a nice win for Sloane Stevens. And, you know, and it's just nice to get some new blood in there. I mean, it's nice to get some more, you know, not just the U.S., but just some new blood at the top of sort of the old old guard, as you would say. So, I mean, I would say for all the people that are, you know, out there now in tennis, you know, get your wins in now because, you know, once Serena gets back from giving birth, you know, she's going to probably lock it down once again. Right. <laughs> yeah, congrats to both. Uh, it was nice to have a all-women's U.S. Uh, I think it was a semi semi and final matchup, so it was nice. Congrats to Sloan Stevens. Um, definitely well earned, well well deserved. Um, hopefully, she can continue this uh, this effort that she's putting forth, and 
and try to strive to be the uh, one of the top players in tennis. Um, she's definitely going to be top 20 after all of this. Um, Got to give props to Venus, too. You know, Venus being the older Williams sister is still making it this far into the, uh, into the U.S. Open. This goes to show that both Williams sisters, Serena and Venus, as they got older, they're getting stronger, they're getting better. And they're still dominating the sport. And it, it took for Serena to, uh, to have a baby, to, to find that there's a new champion out there. So she's going to come back with a vengeance. And she's going to be hungry. She's going to be starving. And uh, I think Serena's going to take back her crown soon enough. But eventually, you know, just like everybody else, you know, they're going to come to the mountaintop. They're going to be on the top of the world. And then they're going to slowly decline. But with tennis, you know, Tennis, you can you can still be out there uh, doing your thing in the '40s and still still be uh, still be pretty good. So I think the Williams sisters are going to be locking it down for a little bit more, uh, a little while longer before they uh, reclaim their crown. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, um, but it's always good to see new blood. Um, like like you guys said, it's always good to see new blood because now it gives people somebody to watch going forward. You know, if the Williams sisters are no longer, you know, retired or whatever the case may be, it gives the people something new for them to look forward to. And, you know, it's definitely something that um, it's definitely something that a lot of fans are hoping for, not just because of the fact that, you know, Williams sisters is always going to dominate. That's just how it is. It's, you know, there's nothing else at that point. Um, but to see someone new into the picture now is going to give the PGA. It helps the PGA as well because it gives them something to look at and say, okay, we got other talent, fresh, fresh blood in here, whether it's Stone Stevens or Madison um, as well. Um, those two people are going to be watched from now on. And people are probably going to look at it and say, okay, you know, you know what the Williams sisters are about, but now we have Stevens and we have, I forgot Madison's last name. Um, but we have them as well. So it gives them something to look forward to. And gives the PGA something to look forward to because it also gives them, you know, interest. Um, more the fact that people will start to watch now to see what happens next. And when the Williams, when Serena comes back, we'll see even more how m many people watching the PGA and saying, you know, whether or not she can do it again and who's her competition going to be, how that plays out. So, you know, um, it's definitely interesting to see, but again, congratulations to Sloane Stevens again for winning the PG, the women's PGA. Um, yeah. Go ahead. yeah, I agree. I think that um, you know tennis just as much as um, just like in, in golf. I mean, I think that you know there's you know need for new blood. I mean, Tiger dominated you know golf for the last decade plus. You know while he was winning, and now with all the scandals, so it's like a need for some new blood to kind of you know keep the sport going. And this is you know invaluable as the Williams sisters have been and they've been winning, you know, eventually it's going to be time to, you know, you know, new faces have to come in to keep people interested because after a while, so it's always going to be like, oh, well, it's always Serena winning. That's just like before, oh, well, it's always Tiger winning. Now you're going to have those same people that's going to come up. Now, are they going to be as charismatic or as polarizing as Serena or Tiger? Who knows? But like I said, it was nice to see, you know, some new blood in there and kind of, you know, get in the mix or is only going to help propel the sport, which for tennis, which has been, viewership has been going down over the years. I think they really need something to kind of boost them up again. 
Yeah, same thing needs for the USI too. Not so much, you know, just the U.S. need to step their, their, their game up on the on the men's side as far as tennis as well. You know, it's been so so dominated on the international side. You know, it's, haven't had a uh, a true dominant tennis player since I I would want to say Pete Sampras was probably the last dominant American to really take tennis by storm, and hopefully we'll have somebody up and coming and hungry just like the Sloan Stevens uh, of the world, you know, to really represent the United States as well. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Um, but I know it's almost about that time, but before we go, I just want to get your guys' takes on this real quick. Um, but if you don't know, Russell Westbrook just signed a 10-year extension with Nike um, with the Jordan brand. So... I, I'm assuming that now we talked about with, you know, some of you guys, you know, the young, new blood stepping up, you know, what is your guys thought on the fact that Russell Westbrook is now chosen as the, the heir apparent to the Jordan brand? And let me get your thoughts on that. Well, um, it's good for, good for Russell. I mean, heck, you know, that dude does, you know, he doesn't know half stepping is this either you going, either you stop, you go full speed. And, you know, that's what makes him awesome and that's what makes him great. Um, I hope with that new Nike extension that he turns around and signs his uh, extension with uh, Oklahoma City. Personally, I like it. I would like for him to stay at Oklahoma City because, you know, I know there's no such thing as loyalty in sport anymore, but um, <laughs> it'll be cool if he were able to stay loyal to Oklahoma City and try his very best. I'm not saying that you've got to try into your early 30s or your mid-30s to see if you can win Oklahoma City a championship, but you can't blame Oklahoma City for not trying to get players to be around him to make Oklahoma City better since KD left. So. I applaud to, to Russ and hopefully he'll do the, you know, the next best thing and go ahead and sign that extension as well. Yeah, well, like I say, to the victor goes the spoils, you know, so the reigning MVP gets a nice contract extension from Nike and, you know, he's been a very marketable person. I mean, you could not see him on any commercials, you know, this past year, especially this past NBA season. So, I mean, you know, he's definitely – it, it, it was it was not unexpected. I mean, you know, the question of was how long the contract was going to be. So I think it's good for him. It's good for his brand. You know, it keeps him up there. Whether or not it's going to keep him in, in OKC it remains to be seen. Like you said, it's, you know, no loyalty, you know, whether team or player, people can go where they want, you know, as the collecting bargain agreement allows them to, which I'm pretty sure the owners a couple of years from now are going to definitely want to tweak that a lot. But I said, you know, kudos to Russell Westbrook. I mean, he deserved it. You know, he he carried the team. I mean, for the most on the most part for the entire season. I think they got to get the boy some help because I think, yeah, all right, you got your one year of saying you're the man. You proved that you can do it. Now you need some help, or you're going to run yourself ragged and, and, and burn out. So we'll see what happens with OKC come next year. I mean, they got some help with um with um with um you know Paul you know Paul George, but. Hey, congrats to him. Yeah, I, I also agree with that. Um, I really thought that, I, I, to be honest, 
I think the Nike brand made a, a, a great choice in choosing Russell Westbrook because, you know, he has that same passion. Um, it, it, he has that passion. He has that drive. He has that desire. Uh, and, you know, like you said, it's a business. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see how his commercials is going to be with Nike. I will say that. Um, but I would love to see, you know, it's, it's just good to see that he's being rewarded for the things that he did. I mean, let's be honest. He averaged a triple dub, the double throughout the season. First person to do that. So, and, you know, brought his team, you know, to the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. Lost so, first round. First round. So, I, I think that this, he, he, if anyone is more deserving, it's definitely him. Um, so we'll see how that plays out going forward. And if he signs that extension with OKC, you know, good and well, they're going to put a statue in with, for him there. They're going to build a statue for him there. So, you know, if he stays there and retires there, he will be immortalized in OKC. So I doubt, I doubt he, if he, if they don't win the championship day, he'll stay there for his entire career. Uh, yeah, of they, they ain't built like that no more. But definitely, he should get the statue regardless, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he plays his season, I mean, if he plays his majority of his career out, I can see that happening. I can definitely, definitely that happen easily. So, um, but you know, congrats to Russell Westbrook again uh, for that extension with Nike, and you know, just do your thing. And it's interesting because him having that extension with Nike. And Harden last year had signed that um, that contract with Adidas. I think, I it, think was it was his, yeah. So it, these deals is gonna is gonna make a break. I wonder who's gonna be next next year. We'll see how that plays out. But we're coming to the end of our podcast, so um, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. So um, make guys let's let them know where they can find you at. All right, you can find me on, on the gram, Facebook, um, Snapchat as well, and um, Twitter, J E R O S S 7 at. And um, looking forward to the Canelo Alvarez Triple G boxing match this weekend. And you can find me on Twitter at catdaddy1963, that's C A T D A D D Y 1963 on Twitter. I'm looking forward to spending a little time up with this weekend. Down at the wine fest in Virginia. Oh. A little shout out to her. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. But that, but, that but that don't mean I ain't going to sneak away and watch from West Virginia. And that don't mean I ain't going to sneak away and catch some of this fight. And that don't mean I ain't going to stay up with what's going on with sports. But I'm going to put the time in. And that don't mean I'm going to get popped upside the head while you're trying to sneak around and look at all three. I ain't say nothing. Hey, hey, it comes with the territory, man. Hey, it's all good, man. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter as well. That's where I'm staying at. That's my home. Um, I, I kind of stopped using Instagram for whatever reason. I don't know. And also on Facebook, but you can definitely find me on Twitter. That's where I, I tweet out the most. I hang out there. Um, also, you can find me refereeing that boxing match on Saturday um, as well. I'm going to be up there going like, I want y'all to come out fighting. But that's either here or there. But I'd like to thank you guys for checking out Guys Talking Sports. Again, um, special um, shout out to the sponsorships. Thank you very much. You know, all those that want, you know, sponsorships, please reach out to us. We'd uh, love to mention you guys as well. Appreciate everybody 
uh, for checking us out, for subscribing. Make sure you subscribe, whether you're on iTunes, SoundCloud, um, Google Podcasts. Um, also, subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, we have a YouTube channel that's out there, so subscribe to that as well. But until the next time we get back and start talking more sports, again, you guys take care. Be safe out there, Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fact, be safe out there, Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, the whole Southern Hemisphere on the East Side. Be safe. Yeah, Jose is coming through too. Hopefully, he hit my headphones. So sorry. Jose. <laughs>